Hey there, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. This is going to be a relatively short episode. I have three stories to share with you from two women, and their stories pretty much speak for themselves, so any additional commentary from me isn't really necessary. The first comes from Amanda. She's a friend of ours from our area of Louisiana, and I've shared stories from Amanda several times before. She was already living an imaginative life before she met me or listened to Feeling Twisty. And this time, instead of me telling the story, I'm going to let her tell the story in her own voice. One thing about Amanda, she knows that once she decides something, everything that happens from that point on is part of what Neville calls the Bridge of Incidents. So this is my story about the bridge, which I absolutely love the bridge because sometimes you're on it and you know you're on it. And then sometimes when you get to the other side of it, you don't even know that you were on it and it just blows your mind. So I had this red Pathfinder that was really way more trouble than what it was worth. And I decided it was time to get rid of it. So I go to the dealership and I say, okay, uh, I needed a four wheel drive vehicle because we have property in the mountain of West Texas. So I was looking at either a Jeep Trailhawk or a um, Toyota 4Runner. Those are the two I wanted. Well, of course, neither one was on the lot. But there was this cute little blue Chevy Cruze. And I had always wanted a little car before. So I decided, okay, I will get the car. Because I've always wanted to experience driving a car. And I'll, you know, and I'll wait. So I thought to myself, okay, cool. The car will be the bridge. So I'm driving the car, get the car in May of 2019. And in December of 2019, I crashed the car and it's totaled. And so I was super bummed out whenever it went to the junkyard, but I, it gave me the opportunity then to start imagining the Jeep Trailhawk. So really, I thought that the car was going to be the bridge, but really the wreck ended up being the bridge because I loved the car so much that I would not have gotten rid of it. I would have ended up with two vehicles and two car notes. <laughs> so I go, so I, you know, they still don't have the Jeep and I, um, borrow my boss's car. So for a couple of months, I'm driving my boss's car every day. I pass by the car lot and then boom, all of a sudden I see it white Jeep trail hawk. So I whip in there and I ask Clint, he's the car dealer. I say, hey, how much is the Jeep? Well, they wanted way too much money for it. And I told him, I said, that Jeep is going to sit right there on that lot until you sell it to me at a better price. I said, I'm patient and I'll wait for it. And you know, I will. So I leave there and I'm driving, just driving my boss's car every day, waiting. I pass by the dealership and then one day I pass by, no Jeep. It's gone. And my heart just sunk. But I decided to just stay in the state. And so I uh, look it up on the internet. And when I look it up on the internet, it says it's still available. And not only is it still available, it's $5,000 cheaper than what it was. So cool. It's what I want. It's still available. And it's right where I wanted it price-wise. So I whip in there again. And I tell Clint, hey, where's my Jeep? 
And he said, oh, he said they sold it. Uh, they just haven't taken it off of the internet yet because, uh, that, you know, they just sold it or whatever. And so I said, all right, well, just let me know whenever you get something else. And then not even an hour later, he called me and he said, hey, they didn't sell that Jeep. He said it was in the back because it had been out on the front lot for so long. They decided they needed to service it. So they're servicing it for you and you can come pick it up whenever you're ready. So there you go. It's just that easy. It's just that easy. It is. I love how Amanda told the car dealer that that specific vehicle would stay on his lot until the price is where she wants it. <laughs> She's so confident in her imaginative power that she had no problem at all telling the dealer what she knew to be true in spite of the facts. Did you notice how she remained in the state even though she didn't see the vehicle on the lot the day she passed by. Thanks, Amanda. Now, the next two stories are from a woman I know who also lives in our city. She works for a big communications company. This is the largest company of this type in the region, and they do everything from working on those really tall communication towers that you see blinking with red lights along the highway. They have guys that climb up those things and install huge coax cable, and they work on things like towers all the way down to electronic systems in businesses and homes. Now, this woman's name is Christy. She works in this company's sales department. She orders all the parts needed for every job, from the very small orders to large installation jobs. She tells me that last week, a team of technicians were sent three hours away for a very big project that would last several days. And it was a costly operation for the company since the company had to provide room and board for the techs while they're in that city. And the owner of this company is, well, he's extremely frugal. <laughs> so any, any wasted time meant more money spent and the owner never reacts well to spending more money. Christy tells me that on Monday, her immediate supervisor realized that the techs who were already in the city three hours away had forgotten a particular part they needed. So he had to drive over there to deliver that one part. Now just this one little mistake had Christy anxious because now her boss was upset, her immediate supervisor was upset, and she knew that once the owner found out about this little slip up, he would be upset as well. Well, a few hours later, as Christy was talking to her manager on the phone, they realized that this job requires a lot of cable. And there wasn't any cable on the ticket that Christy had prepared. So the technicians didn't have the cable they needed. This meant that her manager, who was already in the other city three hours away, would have to drive back to Lake Charles, pick up the cable, and bring it back to the job site the following morning. A very costly delay and one that would certainly come to the attention of the owner of the company. This man, the owner of the company, is a good Christian man, a leader in his church, but will resort to screaming and yelling at his employees with the slightest provocation. She tells me that he'll get into a screaming fit so loud that everyone else in the building can hear him. She says screams and threats will fly until he just wears himself out. And Christy tells me that She's been yelled at before by him and was certain that once he found out it was her mistake for not putting the cable on the ticket, 
she would be in his line of fire again. She began to get nervous because of all the times in the past when he screamed at her. And her immediate supervisor, her manager, was very upset too. Not just because it meant more driving for him, but the owner would be yelling at him as well because as a manager, he should have caught the mistake. Christy knows the law, the law of assumption, and she knows who she is. She doesn't accept the facts if they don't line up with her desires. So instead of sitting at her desk fretting and imagining all the ways this mistake would blow back on her, she went to the restroom, quieted herself, and saw and heard in imagination what she wanted to see and hear. She tells me that she imagined seeing her boss in his office across the hall from hers and saw him smiling and telling her that everything worked out perfectly. And she went back to work. By the end of that day, nothing had changed. Christy made sure the length of cable would be ready for her manager to pick up early the next morning. Well, the following morning, Christy was in her office and looked up and saw her manager in his office when he should have been on the road already. She asked him why he wasn't on his way to deliver the cable. And he tells her it turned out that the client came across a bunch of cable from a previous job, plenty of cable for the current job, and everything worked out perfectly. No delay, no screaming and yelling. <laughs> Christy remembered how things usually go with the owner of the company, but she refused to accept the way things usually go as proof that it must continue going that way. Here's another story from Christy. She's dealt with a skin condition on her scalp all of her life. She spent decades of being so self-conscious of the condition, constantly bothered by the itchiness and always worried that people around her could see it. She says she spent hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars on doctors and medications over the years, but nothing ever got rid of it until she discovered that imagining creates reality. Christy began imagining herself in front of her mirror. She would run her fingers through her hair and feel how smooth and clear the skin felt. And she felt the thrill of being free of the skin condition. Now, the change didn't happen overnight. She tells me that it took a while because it was still on her mind constantly. Every time she fixed her hair in the morning, she'd be reminded of the condition and she could always feel it on her scalp. She says there were times she'd get so frustrated and just start crying, but she didn't give up. She refused to accept what she was clearly still seeing and feeling physically. She continued to imagine herself in front of the mirror, feeling the smooth, clear skin and the thrill of being free of it. Well, you know where the story's going, right? She's completely free of it now. She can style her hair any way she wants and wear any color clothing she wants. Before, for years, she says she had to fix her hair in a certain way to hide the scaly buildup on her scalp and she avoided dark clothing because of the flakes that would come off of her scalp. And the healing didn't come about from some new medication or treatment. It came about from her imagination. She found freedom from something that was supposed to be incurable, and she found that freedom within herself. 
<laughs> I'm so thrilled when you send me your stories. Allowing me to share them here really gives to others listening more than you might realize. And thanks to Amanda and Christy for sharing their stories with me and allowing me to share them with you. These two women, Amanda and Christy, know what they want and boldly assume they have it, regardless of what the present facts tell them. I love you. I'm feeling twisty.